We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Cal Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale, and producer Cole, baby, on the boards. Always nice coming from uh, bright and sunny L.A., about 20 degrees cooler than here in Vegas. So Cole's living his best life. Great. Today, we are <laughs> we are talking boxing. It's a quiet weekend in boxing this weekend, unless you like crazy shenanigans because the zone is having their first, what is it called? The X series or some oh, wild shit. shit. I don't know, Make man. You should know what this shit. market is. As. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not out there. Again, Are you really? T- I am. You know what? Side note. I'm tired of motherfuckers, Dre. If I got to go on a, on a rant, I'm tired of people doing shit like this. I'm tired of Triller. I'm tired of the zone. If y'all want to do some cool shit, if y'all want it to be loosely tied to boxing, you want it to be more culturally relevant, I'm tired of them not cutting us the check. We can do commentary. We can do a pre-show. Who the hell are you going to have, Sergio Mora, on your pre-show with this? Sergio Mora don't know TikTok. Kids don't know Sergio Mora. Man. Tired of not getting a check for this shit. We're still uh, we, we're, we're still uh, we're still uh, in the market uh, for for fight dick. So please uh, please send yeah. in your best bid <laughs> offers, and uh, we'll be ready to go. Um, I'm tired of this. Gonna have fucking I don't know. Look, man, this is Jim Lampley next for a look, YouTube boxing card. Got the check. Listen, listen. If Capitol Records can sign a virtual rapper to say the n word and have some white dude. Talk about police brutality. Everybody wants the what? culture, but they don't want the culture, right? Like everybody wants the culture, but they don't want to pay the people to be part of the culture. So it, unless we build it, they ain't going to come. So like Triller has created this, like tried to be cool, even though we don't know where Triller is now. Like Triller is nowhere to no be cool. found. Triller, after no, I, I mean, went to the, they're not paying people. Well, That's where they're, they're There's a lot going not on. cutting checks. I mean, the la- when I went to the Kovalev fight, that was in June. They said Jarrell Big Baby Miller was going to fight in a month. And they said the triad was going to come back. And none of those things happened. So Triller's dead in the water. Uh, versus 
kind of. I don't know if they paid the people for the verses last they time. Swiss Beast and Timberland are suing for $28 million. Oh, they are. So, so everybody wants a piece of the culture, but they don't want the culture to come along with it. So I'm not surprised that, you know, it, it don't have to be us. I know, I know what you're saying, Kel. I appreciate that. But it, for me, it's like, you. I mean, I, I do. I, I want to check. It has to be us. Like, I appreciate them. Listen, I liked when Jesus Mero was on there, right? Like that. Yeah. That was cool. That was funny. Um, Snoop was on there passing a blunt around. Like that's a little bit much. But outside of that, like I, I get it. But sooner or later, you got to cut the check to us. Sooner or later, like I mean, there's yeah. only so many black people you can run through <laughs> that are culturally relevant in our combat sports. Like if we're being real, like how many other black people we got? Like, we got to be somewhere on this list. Like, I like Ock and Barack when they do their shit. Like, there's no guy Ock and Barack. Nobody else got yeah. Ock and Barack. There's only so many black people. Like, yeah, nobody I mean, got to cut the check. There's only so many black people who are, who understand the sport. Like, Snoop, yeah, he watches, he may watch a boxing match here and there, but he's not like a, a hardcore fan who can talk X's and O's of boxing. You know, like even Jesus and Mero be like, oh, he got knocked out. They don't know his record, none of that shit. So it would be nice to have us up there, you know, because KSI is a rapper, a YouTuber fighting another rapper. He's fighting twice yeah. in one night. Um, twice. They had the open workouts today. Uh, if it wasn't a travel day and I was just spent from being in Bristol um, the past couple of days, but I'm posting that shit tomorrow. It is comical. At this open workout, I gotta edit these videos. You just remind me, I gotta rip these videos here in a second. It's on KSI's Instagram stories if anyone is intrigued, but I'll post it to ringside too. He could fight 10 of these guys in one night <laughs> and be just fine. Yeah, I mean, just his fine. opponent, his opponent, uh, what's his name? Opponents, uh, uh, no, 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 I'm, I'm not talking about swarms. We know swarms ain't never fought before. The other dude's the two other guy, I, yeah, Pavilion, yeah, is that his name, Luis? Padilla? I don't know. Whatever his name is, there's there's training footage of him, and he throws the Stephen A. Smith uppercuts. Who did he beat? Who are those two? That's who I'm now interested in. Who are those two? Here's the fun part about boxing. like, And I said this about Julio Cesar Chavez's record. There comes a time when these guys are fighting actual cab drivers. They're like pulling (laughs) over the yellow cab and like putting on the off-duty sign, going to the boxing ring, get knocked out. Get back in their cab, turn on the on duty sign, pick people up. So it's like, yeah, you beat somebody, you know, but they can't fight. So what? So that's where his two wins came from. And he's fighting KSI. So here's my concern, because I don't feel like talking about this shit later. Let's get it out of the way. <laughs> KSI is fighting two times in one night against two scrubs. Yeah. But here's the issue What if KSI gets hurt? What if he breaks his hand in the first fight? What if. Got to fight one-handed, sir. Got to tie that shit behind his back. But but what if he, like, blows his gas tank and he's completely exhausted? Like, there's a way this could backfire where... It's got to be like WWE, right? Like, you can't go back-to-back. Like, you got to go beginning of the show and then the final of the show. Like, you got to be like Daniel Bryan at the Yeselmania. (laughs) I I agree. I I agree. Like, I I figure he'll start the pay-per-view and end the pay-per-view, right? But I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying his opponents know the assignment. They've come to lose, right? They show up and it was like, hey, don't hit KSI too hard. I understand. I don't think they got a choice in the matter. <laughs> Even if they did, like, they, they, they couldn't hurt him if they tried. He got to hurt himself. But what exactly? But I'm saying, like, if he throws a right hand and, like, 
swarms ducks his head and he breaks his hand. He's got to fight that next fight with a broken hand. Yeah. That's not fun. You just like catch he, a headbutt. And and you got color. Exactly. So you know who's going to be watching this fight super close and providing the best commentary? Jake Paul. Oh, Jake Paul's Twitter feed is going to be phenomenal. It's going to be incredible. Because if nothing else, you know, I know Jake Paul's announced he's got an opponent for October and he'll be back in the ring. But, dude, there's so much money in this KSI fight. There's no way he could just pass it up. He just needs to beat the shit out of KSI at some point. His opponent has to be Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., right? I mean, It's a boxer, a winning record. Is he in rehab? At 185. Where is Chavez? How long do you think? I mean, he was at rehab in June. That's why, you know, like, or what is that, July when Tommy Fury fell out? So he couldn't be a late replacement because he was in rehab. How long do you got to go to rehab for? I mean, this like rehab, life for like a lot of people signing a lease. Hey, Cole did for a lot of people. Rehab is a revolving door, man. They they go in, they do the Grandpa Simpson, they go right back in. They're like, <laughs> so for some people, and Chavez, I feel like is one of those guys. Got you know, got the gifts from his father and didn't have to work for it. And he don't give man, a shit. They got to let him out sooner or later. Like, yeah, so sooner or later, like so if you in a ninety day rehab, bro, your your problems. You're like I'm so glad you're getting help, yeah. yo. I'm so glad you get help. But if you in a ninety day rehab, bro, you got to reevaluate life. And I mean, like, that's you know what real shit. And then we can talk about the real fights. If if you're Jake Paul and your opponent truly is Julio Cesar Chavez, that's a risky opponent because you don't know if he's gonna make it to the ring in October. At this point, he doesn't know. Who's making it to the ring? Like, it's every fight he's had in the past year and a half has changed, like, on a whim. Like, you you are out of options at this point. So if you fight him, unless you want to go to the UK and fight Tommy Fury, which it seems like that's the last hurdle, but then you got to tell Tommy not to get out. That's, that's what he should be doing. He should be going to the UK, but that's near here and over there. I don't care about these two anymore. <laughs> I mean, they still want to fight each other. KSI is going to fight Jake Paul at some point. Yes, Jake just wants to check off the box. Like, yo, I beat a boxer, and then I can go fight the KSI and make money. Then I can go and fight Nate Diaz, and and people just shut the hell up because I checked off the box. Yep. So that's that's where we're at on that one. Um, I mean, I guess we got to talk Joshua. Usyk from last week. That's like actual boxing as well. So with that fight, again, Saudi Arabia, right? Or Abu Dhabi. I don't know. Wherever the fuck it was. It was Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. No, Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. And we have the entire fight build up. Anthony Joshua, new trainers, looks great. He promises, no, the first fight, I had a dumb game plan. I'm coming out. It's different. I know what to do. Um, In an interview four days, I think it came out four days before the fight. Um, I believe it was boxing scene, but maybe not. It could be like Sky Sports. But Anthony Joshua was like, the quote, and I'm paraphrasing, was, if Usyk was an orthodox fighter, I would have beat him easily saying that just because Usyk Southpaw is the reason he has trouble. I'm like, bro, you are a world-class professional boxer. You can't fight a lefty? Like, <clears throat> just train against all lefties. And I was just like, nah, this guy is uh, he is forever flawed. I'm not going to say DAZN bought a lemon, but they might have bought a lemon. 
don't think he's like he can better. beat up Tichosaurus. He can. I, I think Joe Joyce rocks. No, I think he smokes Joe Joyce. Like I think he kills Joe Joyce. Joe Joyce doesn't Dude. move enough. Yes, I, I mean think, he's think, very big in boxing. I, I think, I think before we get into the nuts and bolts of the fight itself, I think what we've established are tiers in the heavyweight division: Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk, Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua, the winner of Ortiz and um, Ruiz next week, and then there's like Dubois, Joyce, Chisora, Dillian White. They're all in that pecking order. But we got to remember, Anthony Joshua has by far the best resume in the heavyweight division. By far. Easy, but I mean, <clears throat> that's that's not debatable. But, Something, something's gone. I mean, he lost to, we'll talk about this as well, the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world. Yes, and, and, and my rankings. Is, is there any shame in losing to the best fighter in the world? No. No, so, obviously not. So <clears throat> how you lose how you lose though plays a small part into this. He didn't get blown out. He fought a much better fight. The want to just wasn't like Usyk dug deep. Yeah. I saw none of that from Josh. Joshua, wait like the body work, the game plan, it was good. And I guess we'll talk about the fight. So we we come into this. And he does much of what worked in the first fight, which is go to the body early and often. He abandoned it like the fifth round of first fight. He didn't abandon it this time until he got tired. But body work early and often. Early in the fight, like I'd say first round was a feeling out round, probably went to Usyk. I would give the next couple of rounds to Joshua, probably like the next three, four rounds to Joshua because he was aggressive. He was throwing with more volume than Usyk. He did a pretty good job at cutting off the ring, as good as you can against a guy like Usyk with, with that footwork, right? Like, you're not going to corner him all damn match. It's like fighting Lomachenko. Like, Teofimo couldn't corner him the entire 12 rounds. But he did enough. He did it for, like, six rounds, and then Lomo was like, well, let me, let me figure this out and change it up. So I thought Joshua did the same. Like, yo, you take enough of those early rounds. You got to steal, like, two on the back end, and you'll be pretty good in pretty good shape. So he was able to cut off the ring do some really good things there, keep the volume up. And then gone was the gas tank. And it was just a tired, big-ass man, tired of chasing this guy around. And Usyk starts taking the low rounds, close rounds still. Usyk takes this round. Usyk takes that round. And he's just like, fuck, all right, Joshua, what are you going to do? Usyk offered just more volume. The The first eight rounds of that fight was who's throwing more. Yeah. And that's who's going to win that round. Because they both... I mean, Joshua showed some pretty good head movement he didn't have in the first fight. So he was making Usyk make, miss a lot more than he did in the first fight. But Usyk was, you know, rolling with the punches, not taking heavy shots off of Joshua. Then we get to the ninth round, and Joshua legit hurts Usyk. There was a, it started with a punch that was called a low blow at the end of the eighth, yeah. I believe. I, I still don't even know if that was low. It looked think, low. I don't, he, he caught that motherfucker clean and buckled him over. And I was like, oh. And then to come out for the ninth, and those body shots really, like Usyk was now feeling these. Yeah. And you go through, and Joshua's letting go and letting hands go. Damn near dropped Usyk. You're like, yo, coming out for the 10th, he could stop this guy. And came out in the 10th, nothing left. 
no gas left in the tank. Usyk turns it around. Damn near stop. Like, damn near puts Joshua down. And then that was it. Blues loaded ninth. Never had another comeback. And it was just like, all right, Usyk runs with another, what, eight rounds to four, seven, five decision. I think I might have had it seven, five um, at that point. I could see it eight, four. Yeah. But I'm just like, those last three rounds are are huge. If Joshua just, just kept his foot on the pedal, 10th, 11th, 12th, after you have all that momentum from the 9th, you're world champion again. Dig deep. Couldn't do it. Like you'll be, and then at, you tell me what you think. That's the, how the fight played out in my eyes. You tell me what you think, and then we'll we'll talk a whole different section about Anthony Joshua's action after the bell and the right. decision was right. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that the zone bought a lemon because – Anthony Joshua is still going to sell out the stadium for his next fight, right? He's still a big draw. Okay. It's not that. It's that he's he's not the best heavyweight in the world. And it's Alexander Usyk and Tyson Fury. And Joshua and Wilder should eventually meet in 2023 to figure out who's that second tier. That's where they're at right now. Alexander Usyk's unique. Like, he undisputed cruiserweight champ, comes up to heavyweight, and beats the guy who has the best resume of all the heavyweights twice. Tyson Fury is a unicorn. We've never seen anything like this, right? So those two guys are on another level. I think we're just clearing the gap between one and two. Um, But the fight itself is uh, Joshua looked good in spots. The problem is is that Alexander Usyk is just a better boxer. He's just better. That's really all there is to it. Sometimes, like, this might not be the best comparison, but is Sean Porter a lemon? He's lost some fights. Yeah. Right, but he gives people hell when he fights. Yep. He's not fun to fight, but you can beat him. He's beatable. Terence Crawford and Errol Spence both beat him, but but Sean Porter wasn't getting was was getting Joshua money. No, they no, they they not. paid Joshua again. They paid Joshua, arguably like he's the greatest heavyweight in the world. Well, they paid him like he's the biggest draw in the world, right? Like if he if he's so, filling I'm up, not, soccer I'm still not arenas, sure that's the case. I mean, shit, man. Who else is selling out Wembley multiple times in Wembley and O2 and everything else, right? Like, yeah. Joshua has you already think done performance that. does not dictate some of that? You I mean, think none of, of that would wane? Oh. I mean, of course it did. But I'm saying I get what they're paying for on the back end. of Like, you pay for it hoping he can beat Usyk, and he didn't, right? So he can still draw the – like, I still I think Joshua beats Daniel Dubois. I think he beats Joe Joyce. I think he beats Dillian White. I think he beats Frank Sanchez. I think he beats every other heavyweight. I think he beats Andrew Frank Ruiz. Sanchez would be one hell of a fight. It would. I think he beats Luis Ortiz, which I think might be the fight to make if Ortiz beats Ruiz. If they find a way to cross the street and have Ortiz go to London and face Joshua in an eliminator fight, I'm here for that. But I think Joshua can beat everybody but those two. And maybe Deontay Wilder. That's the other one. Right now, I think Deontay beats him. Right. Oh, I think Deontay takes his face off. Yeah, <laughs> like right now, I think third row somewhere. I got to see how Deontay looks against Robert Hellenius when they fight in October, right? But fact remains is that Joshua's just not the best in the world anymore, and it's hard for him to deal with that. Now, I'm just going to roll right into this post-fight stuff because as as good of account that Joshua made for himself, even in a loss, the post-fight antics were okay. I've been around Anthony Joshua. In London, in New York, I've been around him a lot, and yeah. he is 
it was like Superman, they realized Superman was Clark Kent, and he realized it too, right? Like, he spent so much time being this myth, right? Couldn't really get him to interviews. Like, he was a big superstar. And, like, when he lost to Andy Ruiz, it was like, oh, I just had a bad night. He went out yep. there and won that fight. When he lost to Alexander Usyk, he was like, the first time, he's like, I had a bad night. Give me some new trainers. I'm good to go. But now for the first time in his life as a boxer, because he was an Olympic gold medalist and he didn't start training until he was like 19 years old, right? 17, whatever it was, after he went to jail. For the first time in his life, he's not the best. Like, there's questions, there was always questions about him and Fury, who was the best. Oh, well, we got to fight to figure it out. He just fought a man twice. Didn't get knocked out by a lucky punch, got beat. So he's confused. He doesn't know how to act because he's never been Anthony Joshua in the public. He's been a celebrity in the public. He's been, his private life has been a mystery. So when he gets that mic, like, you're looking at a man who has just realized that there's other superheroes that walk this planet, not just you, right? Yep. Like, you're not the only Superman in this heavyweight division. Not, and not only that, you got a whole new challenge in your life now because chasing heavyweight legacy, that's done. You can never catch the Yalis, the Joe Frazier's. You can never catch the Mike Tyson's. Now you have, you have to work your way from the bottom up, not even the bottom, but it's like you're at a different level now that you got to work your way up because now this is the Tyson Fury era. This is the Alexander Usyk era. Joshua yep. era is over. So I think we, I watched a man who oh, was yeah. – who was confused about what happened and had to come to grips to the, the fact that I'm not as good as I thought I was. I'm not as good as the world thought I was. Like he, the way he cut that promo, he said things like he caught please. He was like, Oh, um, I didn't start boxing. I had a hard life. I was in prison. Things that you learn about fighters when they're, when they're open, People didn't know that Josh was in prison for, like, drugs and all that stuff. People thought he was, like, this squeaky, clean character. He's not. And he let mm -hmm. it all out. I think the man was just confused and had a meltdown. He melted down. He'll be fine. But he melted down. He didn't know how to react to, to <laughs> being, like, lo again, losing to Ruiz, you go, ah, shit, I just had a bad night. But losing twice in a row to Usyk, basically, you fought, a, you fought the best. You prepared the best you could have possibly prepared, thinking you were going to go in there back to Saudi Arabia, yeah, I'm going to win this fight. And you get beat just in another chess match. You're not the best. He didn't know how to deal with it. He doesn't know how to cope. You don't think that's going to have any lingering effects? No. Like, no. I think... I mean... He is who he is now. He's a human. There's nothing wrong with having that, that type of breakdown, you know, normally. Like, that's... Understand. Yeah, like... You know, everyone has these things. Um, it's a very public stage, but even then it's like, whatever. But losing that air of invincibility, the the just some of that mystique for a fighter has to oh, it has going. to play into your, your psyche. Like yeah. it changes him as a fighter. Yeah. It it, it changes him in the sense where he's gotta figure he's gotta rededicate himself to a sport. He's got to dedicate to himself to a sport where it's not like I'm coming to defend, like I'm coming to prove myself. He never had to do that before. Like he, when he won the Olympics, he was an Olympic gold medalist. When he turned pro, it was like, how good can Anthony Joshua be? It was like, imagine if LeBron came out of high school and just was shit his rookie year. 
and then he had to work his way up. And you know yeah. who did that? Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant wasn't great when he came out of high school. Like when he got that, when he got traded from Charlotte to the Lakers, and I remember there was like a game where he shot like four air balls. And the commentary yeah. was immediately like, they might have fucked up picking this kid. And then Kobe just worked on his game. And it became one of the best yeah. ever. That's where Josh was at now. Because now everybody's like, ooh, you might not be that good. Now he's got to prove himself. Like Kobe took that. It was different between because I don't know how Joshua will react. Kobe took that adversity and it made him better. Other people just can't handle that shit. Maybe Anthony Joshua can't handle it. It's gonna be interesting. <clears throat> he wants to return in December. He's not. You, uh, There's no way he's returning in December. If you give him a soft touch, nope. Think about it. It's, I mean, I give I give him Tresora. Immediately, no. I asked Chisora, like, "Yo, you're not getting the Tyson Fury fight, like Chisora. Let's go. Let's sign sign up. You, Joshua, Wembley. You wanted nah, a man. little bit more money here. You're gonna Chisora have it. Give give him a knockout. Don't give him anyone tough. Nah, Nobody he, he's, tough. They're emotional right now. Eddie Hearn's emotional. Anthony Joshua's emotional. Like you <laughs> just, emotional. yeah, like you just lost in <laughs> August. It's the end of August. You're not coming back in December. Like September, October, November, like you got to press tore it up and all that shit. He needs a mental break. I don't think he comes back he until like doesn't need a mental break. I think he, I think we may see Joshua like next March. It also makes me wonder: Is there a chance of Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk to fight at the end of the year? I, I think Tyson Fury would like to fight before the end of the year. Um, I he's a weird case, right? Because like. I don't know what is real and what's a work from him. But when you speak to him, you hear him speak, he this retirement's been a work, right? Like like we we know this. But there's something to the fact that his body isn't isn't built for a long time. He's like keenly aware of this. I, I I mean I don't know sure if he just feels this inside or like the training. He'll always run and all this stuff, but even at thirty four, I think just turned thirty four or something. What? Yeah. Um, he's not old, but his body, like he, the way he talks, it's just like yo, my body can't do this for much longer. So like y'all pay me, like because I'm not going to be here for a long time. He gave great quotes uh, last year about Jared Anderson because Big Baby always helps him train. So Jared Anderson is like, man, this kid is going to be future heavyweight champion. He's going to be it after me. Like in the next two, three years, this this is going to be the guy in the heavyweight division. Like he always saw himself getting out in two or three years. Like I'm not sure his body can hold up to competing because you called him a unicorn and he is right. Like, but those people break down. You shouldn't be that agile, that quick, you know, that, that strong at six, nine, damn near 280 right like it can't be good on your joints like it can't be good like you're not built for a long time sooner or later you're gonna be pat ewing right like like on the magic with 18 million knee wraps like your body when you're that big that size isn't built for it Shaq started breaking down right like and he was one of the most phenomenal athletes we've ever seen so I think Tyson Fury feels inside like, yo, my body can only take so much. 
So maybe this retirement was fake, but I, I think a real retirement isn't far off, which is why he's like, y'all do these little stupid four-round, six-round exhibitions, you know, get my money, some WWE. But I, I don't think he sees his body being able to take the grind of of what it is to be his level and his style of a boxer. You know, that's this is this is Shaq running the court. You know, coast to coast, alley hoop off the backboard, dunking, holding the rim. Like this is this is the end of Lakers Shaq. And his next couple fights, we might see Miami Heat Shaq. Like where it was like that one step. He don't want to stay to be Phoenix Suns, Cleveland Cavaliers, Boston Celtics, sorry. Shaq <laughs> at this point. Like he, he knows his body. I I don't think it's gonna he's here for a good time, not a long time. So Whoa. I I think he wants to fight as soon as possible. So for that reason. But he has to fight Usyk. Like, I don't know who I don't know who he thinks he's fooling, right? When it comes to his next fight, no. for and he ain't like, getting five hundred mil. No, but he's got to stop. Like, we know that you care about legacy in the heavyweight division because Tyson Fury is a student of the game. He really is. Like, he knows legacy. He also knows that there's never been an undisputed heavyweight champion in the four belts era. There's a reason why he was perfectly fine giving up the ring title, but not the WBC title. Yep. If you think for one second that Tyson Fury is going to sit there and allow Oleksandr Usyk to become an undisputed champion before him, <laughs> fucking nuts. Like, he's going to make it hard because he's going to vacate all of them and be like, go belt collect again. Because <laughs> it'll take you four years to belt collect those. But Usyk has three of the four belts. You have the other one. It's not the Joshua fight, which is surely disappointing in terms of money. But people are saying, oh, he doesn't want to fight Usyk because it's a complicated fight. That's not it. He wants to get paid. Like, he looks yeah. at Usyk, and I believe him when he says he's a blown-up middleweight. Tyson Fury looks yep. at him and is like, he's too small. I can bully this man. I just fought fucking Deontay Wilder. What am I going to worry about him for? Granted, Usyk is a tough puzzle to solve. But Yeah, not tougher think- than that right hand. Dodging no, I, that right hand for 12 rounds is the hardest puzzle in boxing. Look. And there's Tyson, no technique to that puzzle. No, but Tyson Fury has no concern about Oleksandr Usyk. That doesn't mean it's not a tough fight. It's still a tough fight, but he has no concern. Yeah. He's trying to drive the price up the best way he can. By retiring, is the boxer's best tool is fake retirement. It's like the rapper's <laughs> best tool. Oh, Jay-Z's yeah. retiring. Come to my concert for the Black Album. And everybody's like, I got to buy a ticket. The motherfucker's career continues for another 15 years. Right, but at that moment in time, the mere thought of somebody retiring gets people to come out of their, their pockets. So if Tyson Fury's threatening to retire, somebody's gonna go, Okay, Tyson, thirty million, forty million, fifty million, will you take the fight? Because if Tyson Fury's active, who cares? He'll be like, Ah, right, fuck it, you'll you'll do it next year. Yeah. But if he says right now, if he's like, Yo, I'm retiring if you don't pay me, somebody's gonna pay him. Like he's fighting Alexander Usyk. The worst part is Alexander Usyk's older than Tyson Fury. He yeah. has both of these men have nothing else to do in their careers. This fight, if these two fight outside of a rematch clause, should be both of their last fights. They have nothing else to prove. If I think a rematch clause would probably be in there, so it it's has to be two fights, two not. fights, really big money, right? If at the end of this, Tyson Fury wins, he could walk away, but. If he goes two with Usyk, say he wins both. 
and Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder meet. And Joshua beats Wilder. Got to make that fight, right? Man, Even though it, he has no belts and Fury has all the belts, it, 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 you got to make that fight. It depends on the timeline, I think. It depends on how long it takes to put the, the two fights be a year, together. year and a half. I'm saying, barring injury, barring any setbacks, I mean, if, if, they're, if they can kind of go through it, and you obviously Joshua has to fight Deontay, he has to win the fight. If the timelines work, yeah, I can see that happening. The last fight in his career to have the biggest sellout in Wembley history or wherever the fuck they want to put that fight, I can see him doing that. But if it drags out to like 20, late 2024, I don't know if Tyson Fury is going to be here that long. I don't know if he wants to wait, but that's a massive payday. But Joshua got to do his part. He got to beat Deontay Wilder. And he can't just beat him. He has to knock Deontay Wilder out. No, yeah, yeah. You got to beat him like Fury beat him. Yeah. yeah. And Otherwise, you got to yeah. prove that, again, you can survive the right. Like, that's your chin. And that's... And I don't know, because Usyk rocked him. Yo, he did. Yeah. I, so, and ooh. people say whatever they want about Deontay Wilder. The right always lands. It's going to land at least once. Damn near, as we saw against Tyson Fury, might land twice, three times. Can you get up? Yeah. Like this shit, and, man. Dude, we'll talk about it next week. Luis Ortiz is fighting Andy Ruiz. Ortiz has only lost to two people. Actually, one. Deontay Wilder. Twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> and and this one of those things where you just go, eh. Like, if you lose to Michael Jordan, you lost to Michael Jordan. That's cool. Yeah. Right, like Luis Ortiz hasn't lost anybody else. Somebody I saw so many times like Luis Ortiz he is might shitty. be fifty nine years old though. No, we don't know. <laughs> Luis Ortiz's birth certificate said he was forty three. <laughs> we don't know how old this man is, but the fact that he's fighting at a high level, and yeah, the Charles Martin fight is a little troubling because Charles Martin should have had no business putting down Luis Ortiz, but he's only lost to Deontay, right? And that's because, and it just tells you how great Tyson Fury is. Motherfucker got up. Nobody else gets up. Go back and watch watch the Dominic Brazil fight again and listen to the sound that right hand makes when it connects with Dominic Brazil (laughs) and then listen to Dominic Brazil's soul leave his body. (laughs) Fuck this. Like, that's how hard he got hit. The Stavern knockout was so crazy because he folded like an accordion. He made him lean back. And Wilder was swinging from, like, the fences and just... So like the, that man, I, I ain't seen Stavern since. Dude, the DJ should have queued up Terror Squad's lean back for that knockout. <laughs> Just had it ready. DJ made a mistake <laughs> that night. As soon as the punch hit, lean back. Lean because that man <laughs> fell. Come on, man. I, I just wonder if you fight Deontay Wilder and you're one of his many victims of being knocked out. I, like, if my trainer comes to me and was like, hey, Andreas, I need you to watch the tape of Deontay Wilder knocking you out so you can figure out what to do. It's like, don't play that shit around me, dog. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see that. Never seeing that again. Because there's there's nothing to take from that. <laughs> there's no yeah. technique. There's no, nah. No, I mean, I don't want to watch that shit. That's it. <laughs> okay, Port, you mentioned Luis Ortiz. Like, he's fighting such a great fight. And he just yeah. gets clipped right on the top of the noggin. Where no one should get knocked out. He got hit right in the front plate. And I was like, oh, that's an instant concussion. Like, gone. It makes no sense. No, it doesn't make sense. I would love to see Anthony Joshua test himself against that. I would too. I don't know if he can stand up to it, but it's it's the fight to make. It he's chinny. He is chinny. I mean, Andy Ruiz knocked him out. Old Santa Usyk buzzed him. 
Julian White had him hurt. Alexander Povetkin buzzed him. Yeah. Oh, man, Klitsch go put him down. Yeah. And, and, I mean, granted, these are giants. It's just it's, – it's different. Wilder ain't small. No. Wilder ain't small. Ruiz wasn't a giant. No. Ruiz not even a big puncher. Just heavyweight boxing. But that's the fight you got to make. Wilder and Joshua, they have to figure it out. Wilder has to be Hellenius. Joshua has to be whoever's next. They got to fight. I, I wonder where they fight. That's a good like, – you put this fight together, where do they fight? New York City. Probably good. Barclays. Ooh, it's going to be a messy negotiation. Quick, That'll be – Quick flight. But, I mean, I, I think with that being said, like, how do you not sell out a stadium? Right. Right? Like, it's a little different with the gate and everything. Like, I just so much more money in the stadium. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. They both got a lot of business to handle, but Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk, like the fights. And that should be an easy fight to make. Yeah, yeah, like Loma's on an ESPN deal. Like they're used to dealing with is it K two promotions. Like nothing ties Alexander Usyk to the zone. No, nah. I know Bob. Bob is like saying pay per view is the bane of his existence. But listen, listen here, Bob. It's, it's it's time to go get that money. Yeah. So now hopefully it's before the end of the year. That'll be dope. I mean it that's tough though. We're booked for December eleventh, Madison Square Garden, Heisman Night with Teofimo Lopez. Mm-hmm. Um nothing booked for November for top rank yet. Um I mean dude, they, just booked, in... they just booked Baval versus Gabriel Ramirez for the first week of November in in, in Saudi, in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. So here's what's happening. I'm just trying to think where top rank can put it. Like Return of Loma should be Halloween weekend because it's well, late. I so, think that was cops report last week. Here's here's the challenge. As we get close to the end of the year, Spence Crawford hasn't been announced, which I, I'm starting to think it's not happening this year. Um Javante Davis hasn't okay. announced the fight yet. Uh Ryan, Ryan Garcia. Garcia probably fights in December. Right, but I'm saying, like, when you start to p- pick up these dates, like, the Crawford-Spence fight is the one. That's the one that it's like, again, if it's November 12th and November 19th, okay, that's that's your window. You don't want to get into December. Yep. Like, if it's not there, but you just, you got to announce it soonish. You got to announce it, like, the week of Canelo Triple G. You can't wait any longer than that. No, because you got to get a proper build. You got to do that that announcement press conference and everything, blah blah blah. Yeah, and you got to you got to stomp all over the zone in Vegas because that fight's probably happening in Vegas. So, but if you do that, the only other place that Usyk and Fury could fight is like December nineteenth, and that would mean that Saudi Arabia is paying a huge site fee to have it over there. That's the only other date that you can have. I I don't know because when does Tank fight? I mean, Tank got a fight in December. I, I think that that's based off of what happens this week, but I, I think you got to run it back uh, with what's-his-face who took him the distance where Tank broke his hand. Who, the Isaac Cruz fight? Isaac Cruz, because yeah. Isaac Cruz is fighting beginning of September. Well, he's fighting on the co-main of the Ruiz-Ortiz fight. He's a co-main. Yes. Yeah. So, so depending on Isaac Cruz, Tank running it back, I think is probably the next thing. Give me Jojo Diaz versus uh, Ryan Garcia. That well, that, 
Joe Diaz is already booked. For what? Uh, end of November, I believe. Oh, yeah. He took a tough-ass fight. Yeah. He, yeah, I don't know who Ryan Garcia fights. He's running out of people. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's these the, – the windows are starting to close because the other thing is, I mean, even though the zone, like, clearly doesn't care, but UFC still has a big December show, too. You have the Garden Show in November. Yep. And I, I'm sure that you don't want to book Spence Crawford opposite of that Garden Show. No, got to go the week after. So that's November 12th. So that would be November 19th, then, right? Yep. So that's that's the only date that you have. Because you don't want to push November. Otherwise, you're going either like January or February. And that's yeah. not like prime pay-per-view time either. So it's, yeah, man, this is this is getting complicated because uh, you got to fill up these spots and fill them up soon. It's a race. It's going to become a race. It's a negotiation race. I mean, I still think that the Crawford-Spence deal, the only thing that I can possibly think that's hanging it up is money. That's, that's all that's left. Yeah. You know, if there's a rematch I mean, clause or whoever. It's all about money. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Terrence Crawford. I mean, let's be let's keep it a buck. It's Terrence because Errol's with PBC and Heyman. He, they're going to pay him. They're going to take pay. care of him. Yeah, yeah. Like Terrence is coming in is like, do I get a two-fight deal? Do I get a rematch clause? Do I get a lion's share of this? Because I don't, you ain't, you ain't getting sixty forty on Arrow. You're lucky if you no. get fifty fifty. Yep. So even in a rematch, that sucks. Because I know Terrence, like I'm worth more than that. But gotta win, sir. Yes, you gotta do. win. Gotta put your nuts on the so, table and prove yourself. Yep. So we'll see how that all plays out. Man, it's a great little boxing episode. Make sure you guys check out our MMA episode that dropped yesterday as well. And then we'll be back in studio. Last episode of the week, talking pro wrestling. So that is going to be fun. A ton to talk about there. AEW rumors. What is, isn't going on. CM Punk. Um, big AEW show uh, going on already that we got a recap from Dynamite. WWE is rolling along. We're getting ready for, what, three pay-per-views in two days? Or three premium live events? <laughs> a, lot <going> <laughs> uh, a lot going on to begin September. So we're we're in the home stretch. So this is going to be fun. Thank you guys for listening, as always. Shout out to producer Cole, Bay Bay, holding it down for us, making us sound great and look great, as always. Follow us on social media, at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Thank you to Blue Wire. Be back in studio, like I mentioned, for the final show of the week. You guys stay safe. Till next time, we're out. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.